So welcome to Missing Bits, our podcast for amputees and non-amputees. Um, if you're listening out there, we're joined today by Lynn Johnson. Lynn is a very young and busy 70-year-old lady and retired midwife living down in Tasmania. Lynn is a peer support volunteer with Limbs for Life and a below-knee amputee. Hi, Lynn. How's the wonderful world of Tasmania today? Oh, beautiful. Blue skies. Absolutely wonderful place to be. Yeah, I agree. I think Tasmania's the best place in the world. My wife and I, I, I will agree with you 100%. My wife and I have plans to retire down there one day. Well, you'd be more than welcome. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> um, so you, were, you were born down there? No, no, I'm from Sydney. Sydney. And, uh, yes, I came down here um, when I got married 45 years ago. Wow, we? 44 years ago. So um, my my husband um, was a seaman and he got a job on the um, on the Empress, which was the ferry ship that would go between here and Melbourne. Yep. And so we've been here ever since. Always in Devonport? Always in Devonport. We had... We had one instance where we, we went back to Sydney for a little bit because our eldest son is visually impaired yep. and we thought he might have needed to have gone to a special school, but no, we came back. So we've been back. The house that I'm in now, I've been in it for 36 years. Wow, we. <laughs> That's a nice part of the world. I, I actually haven't been to Devonport um, since I was about 10 years old. We went over as a family on the, the Princess of Tasmania. Oh, I, uh, I think it might have changed a bit since then. Yeah, I think so. Um, but um, <laughs> my um, my mum had back in the days when people had pen friends. My mum had a pen friend in Tasmania, and when they got to be adults, they met up and got on really well. And they lived in Georgetown. Oh uh, yes, I yeah, spent, very good. I, I spent a great deal of my youth during the summer holidays and stuff in Georgetown. Oh, well, you know that part of Tasmania. Oh, it's wonderful. Just wonderful. So you grew, you grew up in Sydney? Yes, Sydney, Balmain, and then then came down here. So, um, and, you know, I think sometimes I'm still I'm still classed as a visitor. Yeah, that's, I, I know that feeling. I've been down there and said to people that, um, you know, I'd love to live down here, and they, they, they give you that look. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right, you know. <laughs> or they say that new per- that new person. Yes, and you've yep. been here all these years. Yeah, but no, no, that's fine. <laughs> so what was Sydney like growing up in? Yeah, no, it was good. It was, you know, we were in Balmain, which wasn't a very affluent part of, the, of Sydney like it is now, and I was the eldest of five children. So um, it was a bit hard for my mum and dad, but, you know, we all survived and um, um, had a lovely time. That's so, great. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of Sydney, but it's a nice place to visit. Oh, well, yes, I just visit these days. <laughs> so what, what did you do after you left school? You went, were you a midwife straight away or is that something that you came into later? No, 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 no. I... Um, I worked in an office for a while and I worked in a bookshop and um, and then I went and did my general um, nursing training in Armadale, which right. is country um, New South Wales, and I was up there for a while and then I worked in Coffs Harbour and then I, I came back down to Sydney and 
did some work through uh, an agency. I worked on the Fair Star as the night sister. Yep. And then I, um, I worked at Balmain Hospital. And then I went and did my mid at Crown Street, which was a, a big maternity hospital in Sydney, which unfortunately has been demolished um, to make way for flats and that. Yeah. And, um, yep. and then I came... I came down here and I've I've worked at the uh, at the Mersey Community Hospital for 45 years thereabouts. Wow. Part of the furniture. And I'm, I've been retired for five years now, so yeah. yeah. It's funny the the hospital I was born in in Melbourne is is now a shopping centre. It's it's hard to imagine. I know, I know. The Crown Street there. It's a it's a big block of very posh flats with. They've kept the cornerstone of the hospital, but that's all that's left of it. Yep, that's, that's the same with the place I was born. It's in um, Lonsdale yeah, Street, yeah. right in the heart of the city, and, and you can see part of the old hospital, but the rest of it around it is, is just a shopping centre. Well, we've just had that happen here in Devonport, where the maternity hospital here in Devonport has just been um, demolished, and they're now going to build units there. So, yes, right. they say it's a sign of the times. So what, what led up to you losing part of your leg? I had a, a small lump on the top of my left foot and they removed it thinking it was a ganglion. Yep. And it was a it was an aggressive histiosarcoma. That's nasty. So, yes, it was. So um, I didn't have much time to think about it and I was referred over to Melbourne and, um, and actually it's 17 years next week. So, wow. um, yeah, we, we, two we days almost, before we September. Anniversary. When's yours? Uh, mine's in two weeks. Ah, so I'm, I'm coming right, up. Yes, yeah, so mine was. Go on. I'm coming up for fifty. Oh good goodness! Oh well, you're an old hat at it. <laughs> <laughs> mine was two days before September 11, so I always. I, I, I always remember when it is. So Absolutely. It's, you know, yeah. So that was yeah. So that was seventeen years ago. So what about what about your own family, kids? I've got um, my, I've got uh, three children. I've the eldest are twins. They're forty three, and then my youngest son, and he's just turned 50, just turned forty. Right. And I've got um. I've got five grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. Well, that's going to keep you busy. It does keep me busy, yes. You get to do, you get to do, <laughs> my, do a my, lot of babysitting? Oh, not that much, but, you know, um, two, the two youngest grandchildren are, um, are in Hobart, but the others are, you know, are, are 24, 23 and 21, so they, they can look after themselves now. Sure. And... Um, I've got a great granddaughter that was just here. I was thinking, oh, don't tell me she's going to be here while I'm on the phone, but she's gone <laughs> home. So it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. I'll talk to anybody. Oh, she would have put a two bits worth in. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, met, I imagine that um, after you had your leg removed, um, you were still working. I was working. Yes, I when I left to go over to Melbourne, I said to them, I'll be back at work. In March, I, that was giving me six months, and I was told not to be too ambitious. And I said, "I'll be back at Easter." Right. And I started back on reduced hours on Easter Tuesday. 
Wow, that's the hospital was very yeah, The hospital was very accommodating. Um, yep. They, um, as far as just doing short shifts and my fellow midwives, they all um, sort of worked around it. But by the end of the year, um, that was, say, in another six months, I was back um, doing full-time shifts and I was doing four days a week. So I was back to what I was before I left. Yeah. Excellent. So I, I, I worked in the antenatal clinic, yep. and um, which um, was was good because there wasn't as much running about. And I did I did some labour ward work, but it's um, you know people these days are on the floor and kneeling and everything, and it's not too good if you walk into a labour ward and there's a midwife on the floor with a leg off. So I. Um, <laughs> I decided not to not to to do too many more um, deliveries, so um, sure. I just did the antenatal clinic. Yeah. <laughs> so you you seem to keep very busy over there. You seem to go out and meet a lot of amputees and do talks and stuff. What sort of things do you do? Actually, yeah, I've um, actually this year I've spoken at three Probus clubs, and today I spoke at the Devonport. Um, retirees um, club and mainly to let them know about the changes that have happened for amputees um, to explain about the peer support program um, that we run Um, and at the moment we've been um, myself and the the, um, Peter who's the secretary treasurer we've been involved a lot with the ILC funding and that, and preparing right. for that for for um, for TAS amputees, and sort of getting ready for for the changes that's going to happen there. Um, so it's it's been, but we're only a small group. Our our executive for TAS amputees, when we have a meeting, we'd be lucky to have five to six ring in. But we offer this statewide service, you know, peer support and. Um, We've had a few hassles um, with getting in to see new amputees, but I think that slowly, very slowly, um, it's improving. So I think that takes a while um, to change, doesn't it? Oh yes, you know. So, but no, it's 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 really good. It's, um, but you know, I keep myself, you know, as well as those sorts of things. I'm I'm in the Seroptimus Club, which is a, a a women's service club, and I'm the incoming president. Um, I'm, I'm involved in the Anglican Church here and we have a catering group and we do soup and sandwich luncheons. And I um, last year we had the Masters Games here in Devonport and I volunteered at that. And earlier this year I was very fortunate enough to be a baton bearer for the um, Gold Coast Commonwealth Games. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so, you know, I, I keep myself amused. I... I help at a, a local primary school with a reading program of a Wednesday afternoon. So, um, yeah, you know, that, that's about, you know, you just got to keep yourself busy. Yeah, that's true. But I, 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 I'm tired just listening to you. <laughs> no, no, life's good. And I, I like gardening. I, 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 um, I can't do it in long stints like I used to before. But, um, yes, I, I like to have a nice garden, and at the moment it's all looking good with all the daffodils and everything coming up. So, yeah, it's good. 
I'm, I'm looking at it, mind thinking how much you would hate it then. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's very green, got, but most I've of that green huge... is weeds. Oh, oh. <laughs> I've got a huge magnolia tree in my front um, my front lawn, which is 30 years old, and it's just absolutely beautiful. Absolutely, it's just amazing. But now, anyway... Your grandson, Jan Daniel, has a tricky life to play. Oh, yes. When I was... Um, when I first became an amputee, well, Daniel's now 22, but when he first beca- I became an amputee, he always used to take great delight in coming up when people were around and he would kick me on my on my left leg. <laughs> and one day he came in and he, and he kicked me on my right leg and I went, oh, Daniel. He said, oh, Grandma, I've kicked the wrong one. And I said, you most certainly have. <laughs> so he used, to, he, used to, he used to relish in doing that. <laughs> Damn kids. He often talks about that even now. <laughs> I've, I've never had anyone kick me in the wrong leg, I've got to say. It's always been a delight when they, oh, well, when they get he, the, the good one. Yeah, no, he he got his left and right mixed up. <laughs> but, yes, and my, my, um, my other young grandson, who's only five, who's in Hobart, um, when you're sitting there and, and you've got that bit of a space, you know, between your knee, your knee and your socket, he likes to hide his cars down there. Oh, I see. Yes, so I see. it's a good place to hide them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's funny when, um, when I had my foot removed, that was 1968, and things were a bit different. I was in plaster for six months. Um, and they, oh! <laughs> excuse me, they, they actually put a cork in the bottom of the plaster so that I could walk on it. Um, but when they finally took the plaster off, about half a dozen pencils fell out that I'd been using to scratch my leg. Oh, yes, that's, that's the thing with plasters, yes. <laughs> Very itchy. Yeah, it can be. So when you when you were going through your um, amputation and stuff, you had lots of support from family? And... Oh, unbelievable. You know, when I, when I had my um, surgery in Melbourne, I had... Um, my sister and uh, my girlfriend from Sydney came down, and then my uh, my husband and my youngest son came across to Melbourne as well. So um, the the support that I had while I was in the hospital, um, the cards and flowers was just absolutely amazing. And the girl from the office said, "I've got to come round and see who this person is that gets so many cards every day." That's fantastic. So, the support, the support I had, and when I came home, it was the same. The the support from friends and work colleagues and that um, was just amazing. That's fantastic. I've often thought mm. um, about people who have lots of support and people who have not much support and how well they manage afterwards. Oh, I'm sure it's got a big. It, it, it has got a, a huge bearing on your your whole emotional well-being and that. I remember once my girlfriend came to visit me at the hospital and I was having a bit of a teary and she said, what's wrong? I said, I'm trying to water these flowers and I can't. And she said to me, for goodness sake, you've just had your leg off. She said, you're not going to be able to stay. And I I just think I needed a bit of a reality check, you know, and um, yeah. So they brought me back to life well and truly. Yep. I think think that's um, one of the things that I've always thought was important about our peer support program. Um, is reaching those people that don't have that support. 
oh, this is it, and this is this is what our battle is down here at the moment, saying to the to the chap who's in charge of the orthotics and prosthetics, you know, section, that you know, you need to talk with somebody who's going down, who's been down the road you're about to go down, and no, say so you, you know about you know about the bumps and you know what to do and and um, you know. I like today when I said uh, when I spoke at this um, function this morning. I said, "Look, some days you put your leg on and it fits like a glove, and you forget about it. And other days you want to throw it from here to Kingdom Come." Absolutely. I said, "But the trouble is, if you take it off, if you take it off and throw it, then you've got to crawl after it and put it on so that you can get on with yourself." So <laughs> you know, that's, and that, that's a good lesson that's, to learn. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so you know. So that's 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 you just got to you've just got to get on with it, you know. Absolutely. But there's many a day there's many a day I forget that I've got it, you know. Until you go to do something, you think, oh yes, you know, because I've got a fairly new one and it 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 really fits well, and I'm I'm having no problems with it except it's got a click in the side of it, and um, we can't find out where the click's coming from, so I can't sneak up on anybody. Don't they drive you mad? Those little tiny oh, flicks. Anyway, I've got a wonderful prosthetic um, prosthetist here in, in Burnie, and she'll get to the bottom of it, don't you worry. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. It sound, sounds yeah. almost like you breeze through um, um, rehab. Uh, I've, I've two days in rehab. Good gosh. Two days, and then they sent me home, and... Um, I, I they took me back at the hospital at La Trobe, and then I used to just to go down to Bernie to get fitted for my pros, you know, yep. my, my new limb, and um, and then as I got better, I just used to go home of a weekend and that, and um, yeah, it was, and and people used to laugh because I'd get in the car and drive it, and my husband would get in the passenger seat. Yep. Because. He's a he's a shopping driver, and and I, I wouldn't drive him, and it was my car, so I couldn't see why you know, and I could I could drive it because it was only it was um we bought a new one and it was an automatic, so it was fine. Yep, sure. Yeah, I've never had any problems driving. It's it's always been something that was I found fairly easy. Yeah, yes, I've not I've not um had I've not encountered any any problems. So yeah. Do you remember your first steps? I'd be lost steps? without it if I couldn't. Sorry? Do you remember your first steps? Oh, yes, very well. Yes, yes. I've, I've got photos of them. So um, it's, it's, it's preserved for prosperity. Yep. It's, I don't think it's something you forget. Yeah, I, I was Because only, I was lucky. I was only five, but I, I still remember it vividly. Oh, well, see there, that's, that's it, you know. It's it's such a um, a memorable part of your life. See, I I was lucky. I never had to have chemotherapy. I only had to learn to walk again. You yeah. know, so that was my that was my one focus was just getting the walking right. So yeah. um, yes, it, it did feel a bit funny, but I was up and about, so that was good. Excellent, 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 excellent. So, what's next for Lynn? You're going to keep just going the way you're going, stay busy? Oh, yes. I went. My girlfriend and I went to Canada and Alaska two years ago, 
and um, I, um, I, I'd, I'd like to do just a, a little bit more um, travelling. Um, I, I would like to do a trip on the Garn. I would really like to do that. Yep. Um, but we'll just have to have to wait and see. Next year, I'm I'm the president of the Sir Optimus Club, so that'll keep me busy for next year. Okay, um, sure. So we'll we'll just have to wait and see um, what direction life takes us in. Yep. Yep. What I'm hoping for is that um, not only with this with this podcast, not only do we reach amputees, um, especially those that are in remote areas. That that's what one of the type of people that I'm really targeting with this people who don't have support in their backyard because they're so far away from everyone. Um, but I'm also hoping to well, I'm also hoping to sub, um, attract some people that aren't amputees that are just interested in how we live our lives and stuff. Um, if you were to meet one of those people, what would your words of advice be to them? To a non-amputee? Yeah. Um, well, our slogan here, um, limbless is not limitless. And, and, and I think that sort of sums it up. Because you've lost a limb, whether, whether it be upper or lower and to what degree, with the technology that's available these days, and even if for some reason a limb wasn't, um, um, available to you because of some, you know, some problem or that, and you, um, you can still get on. Just because you've lost a limb doesn't mean that, that your life is finished. Absolutely. You know, there, yeah, there is so many more options than that there. So to, to people that have got all their limbs, I'd say we're just the same as you, except we probably take our limb off of the night time to go to bed. Well, I do, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, so that's, uh, that's about it. They're damn uncomfortable in bed. Yes, I had my, I had my pin stuck once and oh, no. I couldn't get the, I couldn't get my leg off, and I, I um, went to bed with it on, and at 3 o'clock in the morning, it was just driving me crazy, and I forget what it was that I got that I hit the pin with, and it released it, and I oh. thought, oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> well, thanks so, so much for your time yeah. today, Lynn. It's been great speaking to you. Um, hopefully next time My pleasure. You, I can get up north and, and, and drop in and say hi. Always welcome, Gary. Always welcome. Thank you. Um, we'll, okay, um, we'll wind up. it up. And um, thank you so much for your time. That's no problem. Okay. I was lucky enough to speak to Lynn early in September 2018. This episode brings us to the end of Amputee Awareness Week. From next week, we will be releasing one episode every week. If you like what you have heard so far, please remember to rate, subscribe and download on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. It really does help. Thanks for listening and I hope you have enjoyed the journey so far. There are many, many stories still to tell.